I've had the privilege of being in and around banking for more than 50 years. Lots of changes during that time. We've gone from ledgers to laptops, typewriters to technology. One thing, however, remains the same. Banking is a people business, and I'll be talking with those people that make banking great here on Jack Rats with Modern Bankers. Thursday, noon Eastern time, 11 o'clock Central time. Hi, Bryn. Hi, Jack. How are you? You know, I'm really good. And uh, people wonder uh, about the hats. You know, I, I had a couple of questions last week. You always wear a hat, so I'm the hat man. And um, I do. I have a couple hundred hats. And this one is very special because next week and the next couple of weeks, I'm up at Madison, Wisconsin for the Graduate School of Banking. I'm very excited. This is my 12th year up there. And have a lot of friends and get to see a lot of bankers and I call them kids because they're so so young but if anybody has a hat they want me to wear on the show just send it to me and uh, I'll wear the university your bank uh, your company whatever you want to do I'm I'm happy to do it. I wear them on the golf course too it's kind of fun well yes. we've got a big before show you to before, before you jump I have a very special connection to Wisconsin too actually my son-in-law went to Wisconsin and very, very proud in his entire man cave is Wisconsin and Phillies. And my be my best friend's daughter, one of my best friend's daughter is there now. So we're big, big fans. Well, you know, it's a great campus. It's really safe. This, the, the, the town is so amazing uh, and uh, it's wonderful. So I, I'm looking forward to being up there again. Well, we have a we have a big show today, as Ed Sullivan used to say, and Sunday nights on CBS. Uh, people want to know about the algorithm, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, and thanks to our friend Richard Vanderbloom, who does these amazing uh, research studies on the algorithm. And thanks to our friend Bryn Tillman, who takes a look at the research and then makes it practical. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to start with this, Bryn. A lot of people say, okay, the algorithm, this is some unthinking, unfeeling, behind the curtain, where is Oz kind of person. It's not a person. Uh, but, but talk about the algorithm and why that's so important on LinkedIn. So I love this question. And the algorithm, if you are putting out content, there's you know two ways to get people to see it. One is organically through the algorithm the way LinkedIn presents it and who it presents to, and the other are the people that you actually send it to, right? And you know, so you can control part two. There actually is a 1.5, which is if you understand the algorithm, you can do some proactive things to, to take advantage of the organic algorithm. Right. So that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today. The algorithm actually to answer your question really is LinkedIn's formula to how and who your content is showing up in front of. Uh, and and it changes all the time. But again, thanks to Richard, we have some of the inside scoop of what it's looking like today. So let's start there. Um, your content can be mini posts based, uh, actually your comments can be mini posts. Yeah. Uh, and that can be on your own content and others. What does that mean? Yeah, so that's, the, you know, 
when we engage, it's not just commenting on someone else's thought leadership. It's actually creating your thought leadership inspired by someone else's post. So this is an opportunity to go beyond, thanks for sharing, great post. Uh, you know, this is really, I read your post or I consumed the content and upon reflection, here are my thoughts. This is my perspective. LinkedIn recognizes a great post, a two word comment versus a thoughtful response. And that helps the algorithm, but it also helps you to create content. I cannot even tell you how many times I make a comment, and we've talked about collaborative articles before, or I respond my perspective to an article, and that becomes an entire idea for another post. But every time you comment, this is an opportunity for you to get your subject matter expert or thought leadership out, and it helps your future content get seen better more often. Here's one thing you told you also taught me on this. When you comment, commenting many times with a question will beg more answers. I, I like that that you taught me, and I'd love you to comment on this. And also, when, when you re-comment, when you comment mm -hmm. on posts, mentioning them or tagging them, I would guess would have some additional impact. I wonder if you can talk about those two things. Um, yeah, so the additional impact. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the stream and of yeah, folks the that question. are on. So, so responding with a question. So, so there's two sides, right? So you want, you don't want to just respond with a question. You want to respond with a thought and then a, a, an additional question, like what's your perspective on my thought or, um, you know, which one is more of a priority for you based on my thought. So just asking a question, LinkedIn will identify that you haven't really added anything to the conversation. So if you add, right, um, Jack, I really loved that post that you put out the other day on collaborative articles. Uh, I learned so much from, you know, your 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 video or whatever that is. I'm curious, comma, how do you decide what topics to write on? So what happens now is you are you are creating a stream of comments below your comment. And each one of those um, gives you more algorithm juice or points or whatever you want to call that, right? So when you ask that question, the other thing that you can do in every, uh, every time you comment at the top right of your comment, there are three little dots. If you copy, if you click on that and copy the link to your comment, you can actually send it in a message or an email or a text to someone and say, hey, I just put this comment out on an amazing article that Jack Hubbard posts. I'm curious, what's your perspective? If you could add to it, it would be great. And so 
Jack is getting the algorithm juice because he put this out and all these people are commenting. But now people are commenting on my comment and I'm getting the 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 benefit of that as well. Did that yeah. answer the question you asked? Yes, it's, okay. it's a win-win certainly for everybody. And it's just another thing. This is where smarketing people do a great job. These salespeople that have a marketing mindset because you've got to look at the bigger picture. That, that whole idea around copying and messaging is absolutely so powerful. Let's move on to the next one. I, I, was, I was told there'd be no math, but that's okay. I'll try to work through this. Five plus responses equals 50% more reach. Talk about that. Yeah, so I, this is so interesting to me that, you know, if one person engages or two people engage on your content, LinkedIn's like, okay, and there's a little bit of a hit. But once you hit five, that's where their algorithm triggers and said, if there are five people that are interested enough, and by the way, we believe this is in the first hour. So if there are five people that comment and not, by the way, I believe the same person five times. So if you say something and then one person says something and then you say something and the same person says something, it doesn't have the same effect. So it's five comments from five different people, not including you. It's going to give an extra 50% push in the algorithm, which means 50% more people will see that your, your content. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. This begs another question from me because I get this from bankers all the time. So if the algorithm is, is giving you credit for commenting, mm -hmm. would it be better just to, if, if, if you want to get visibility, would it be better to just comment? Because what bankers tell me is, well, if I comment, it takes me a lot less time than to try to find or write a post, et cetera. So is it better to comment versus post, Bryn? What, what's your thought on that? So better is so hard, Jack. It, 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 it's, yeah, it's like saying, what's more fun? Um, ice skating or roller skating. They're both fun. So, um, you know, it's, it, so, so I would say, well, there's a five to one ratio, at least from the old algorithm report. I have not seen it contradicted yet. So for every post, it's actually 10 to one for every post engage five times before you post and five times after you post and your post will do significantly better in the algorithm. No question. Um, that said, your original content or the content that you share is important uh, and it shows up differently. So, you know, in your activity, what you post is different than your comments. And now do you need, I think you should engage every day. You do not need to post every day, twice a week, maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays. And maybe you share a piece of bank content one day and you share a curated piece of content, something maybe that you found when you were exploring in RelPro or vertical IQ or in your, um, in, you know, how do I say it ultimately in, um, 
in your daily routine of talking with people and looking at trends and what's happening. And a lot of times you could say, hey, I was talking with a client. We talked about, you know, how the next kick in, in interest rate is going to help and where that really affects the economy. And is this ultimately good news or whatever that looks like? So I went out and I did a little research and I found this from the Wall Street Journal and some of the things that I thought. And all of a sudden you're providing insights that one-on-one -on -one was great, but now you're reaching an entirely um, larger platform. So sharing your insights does matter, but if you just share your insights and not engage, no one's going to see them. That's very, very true. But see them. So I'm gonna, I want to pick at that again. So see them means someone stayed on your post for a little while. You call it dwell time. Can you explain dwell time to me and what that what that's all about? So dwell time is how people are how how long people are hanging out on your content. So content like PDFs that you upload and their sliders. They're great because people are hanging around. Mini videos, people are hanging around. Text where you have to click see more, people are hanging around. Um, so dwell time matters. The interesting thing, it still matters. It matters a little less than it did last year. Um, we're, you know, uh, Richard in his um, study talked about how shorter posts are doing just fine, which is less of a dwell time thing. I think potentially people went overboard with extremely long text that people were not reading. So if you have short text, I still think you need enough text for someone to click see more because that's a trigger to LinkedIn that they're interested in continuing to read that. So that see more button is still important, but you, you know, get to the point quicker and then just like you said, Jack, have a question in comments. Put a question at the end of your short text post. What did share share in comments your perspective on this? What you predict? What you think is going to happen? Um, and you'll get a lot more engagement. Yeah, and I, and I specifically can think of two people who do this really well: Neil Stanley, who does a lot of work in deposits, and Bill Fink, who uh, is a very senior guy at TD. Both of them really are very thoughtful in that, and it does cause dwell time to increase. So that's really good. Well, this one is really interesting to me. It talks about the ratio of two to one followers to connections, and it would seem that Richard believes that uh, following or follow getting followers is better than having connections. I'm curious about that one. Well, I don't know if it's better, but it helps the algorithm more. So uh, personally, your connections, you have a better communication with them. You can see more. There's So I, I, I like my connections, but from an algorithm perspective, I think it said two to one, if I remember correctly. Yes. So if one connection comments, it's great. If one follower comments, it equals two connections engaging, right? So your followers engaging on your content are twice as valuable as a connection. 
So that said, I mean, it's interesting. There are people that are following, if they follow you, it's simply for your content. They're following you because they are interested in your content. So when you are in creator mode, which we talked about a while back when we were talking about profile, uh, your connect button turns to a follow button, which encourages more people to follow. I used to say, go through all those followers and connect with the ones that make sense. The interesting thing is you have to decide, do I want a, a more powerful algorithm um, hit or do I want to build relationships? So I'm going to say, <laughs> even though we're talking about algorithm, the relationships are more important than the like or the comment. There's absolutely no doubt about it. If you're trying to go out yeah. there and beat the algorithm or make a number, then, uh, then the following is 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 uh, followers is absolutely the answer. But but there are so many benefits uh, to connect with someone. For example, when you're doing an event like this, and we go through, and when we do our subject, we go through and and invite people. But you mm -hmm. can only invite your first degree connections. You can't invite your followers if they're not a con if they're not connected with you. So right. there are a lot of benefits to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about piggyback on content that does well. Yeah. Um, so this is interesting and I still don't understand it hundred percent. So I'm going to give you my best guess on what I read, but if you have a piece that t happens to go a little viral, maybe you have three, four, 5,000 views and you're used to 700, you want the next day, to send another piece out. Don't wait a week. So when you put out content that does well, LinkedIn will push that next piece because they go, oh, they're of interest. People liked it. So don't wait a week. Make sure, wait 24 hours, 48 at the most, and, and three pieces. So the first one, two pieces after that, are going to benefit from the first one. Now, if the second piece does exceptionally well, you still have two more that can benefit from that. But if you have a dud in the middle, your third piece will still benefit from your first piece. So uh, does, I know that sounds really confusing, but yeah, if you want to clarify that just a little, that's no, awesome. No, I, I, I think that's right. And, and one of the things that bankers have said to me about these programs is they really like them because they're so practical. So let me give you a practical how I do this. And Rin doesn't know what I'm going to say, so I'll, she can just react to this. On Monday, what I try to find is content that will positively affect, um, uh, positively affect marketing, leadership, sales, social selling, and I leave the I'll leave I'll leave one as a variable and I'll go find the content and I'll put it up on my Chrome. And so I'll look and if I see a post that does really well the one day, um, I will then again right away do something on let's say it's a Wednesday versus you know from a Tuesday. I will do that and that way I'm ready to do something like that. The problem is, when one of your posts is seen by 3,000 views or four or 5,000 views and you're not ready for that next post, 
you either A, don't put anything out at all, or B, put something out that isn't of, of value to the audience. Because again, it's not trying to trick the algorithm so that you're the cool kid. It's about providing value to the network. So I'd love to get your reaction to how I do it. I love it and I'm gonna start doing it. It's fabulous. That so, my reaction is awesome. I like that. I like that positive feedback. Um, the algorithm is using AI to assess emotion and impact. Um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and and again, this is based on the report, and I tried to do a little deeper dive research on what this actually looks like. But AI is a reading is AI, is, and by the way, alg the algorithm is all AI. It's all artificial intelligence. There are people that are programming it, but then it goes off on its own, right? It's it's it, so the AI seems to, based on this report, understand positive versus negative. It understands emotion and impact versus great post, right? Like. It, and at this point, although we are strong in AI in a lot of areas, LinkedIn does not let you look under its hood very often, right? And that's why we rely on Richard every year to do this report because he lets us know. But um, the point I think is just make this more personal. I think I'm leading into the next one, which is yeah. the new messaging and the I messaging, right? This is really about you connecting one-on-one, -on -one, even though it's at scale, right? So that when you watch, so as, as our network is out watching us, you feel like we're talking to you. And we are, by the way, it's you, right? Yeah, 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 you. We're talking to you and you feel connected to us. We want you to do that too, right? So talk talk to your, in your comments, um, you know, I feel your point is well taken. It creates more impact. There's more of an emotional connection. And all of this is my guesstimate based on the study. But I think it makes a lot of sense. Same with selfie pictures. Selfie pictures used to get buried in LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. They are not now. Now, we recommend your selfie pictures be professional. Like, don't take one at the beach. Just, just don't, unless you sell beach balls for a living. Or, <laughs> right, like, just, just make them professional. If you have branch events, if you're at a chamber of commerce, it's, make it personal networking and personal business connections. But, it's working and people are reacting to you as a human being. You know, it's, it, it's interesting. I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, we, uh, uh, as I mentioned, I teach every year at the graduate school of banking in Madison. And last year I was taking my, my, as I do every year, Sally, my Mustang convertible uh, up to Madison. And we took a picture of, of me getting in the car and I thought, well, okay, that's kind of a neat thing to do. And I posted on LinkedIn, 15,000 views. Yeah. Lots of comments. All I did was just post a picture and say, hey, Madison, here I come. Go figure. Because people 
connect with it on an emotional level, right? Like there's a connection. You, I, you show up with a Wisconsin hat and I'm like, oh, Haley and Scott are Wisconsin people. I have an emotional connection to your hat, right? Like that's who we are as human beings. So that's what, what you do. And then you'll get people that are like, oh, I wish I could be there. And they have FOMO. So they're commenting. And there are people like, oh, I can't wait to see you, right? And so it becomes, and that's why it becomes emotional. And that's the, and, and impactful for people. So that's the point here, that as long as it's still leading to you as a banker, as long as it's, it's not, you know, I, I just, you know, you can do a vacation picture if your post is um, five five insights I had on vacation that lead to whatever, right? Just keep bringing it back to professional. Here, this I think is the litmus test. And Jack, push back because I'm just doing this off the cuff. If you wouldn't show the picture in a networking meeting at a Chamber of Commerce event, don't put it on LinkedIn. I think that's a that's a great litmus test. I completely agree with you, no doubt about it. Um, cool. What we don't want, and I'm I I think there are others who are concerned that this is going to become Facebook, and and it's not Facebook for business. If you can move the content toward business, that that's great. You have to kind of spin it a little bit. Um, but I, I, I want to ask you another thing about positive versus provocative. You know, there are a lot of people out there who mm -hmm. post some very provocative things. And I'll, I'll shout out to one gentleman who I like and I love his book. His name is Keenan. Uh, and he wrote Gap Selling. And he is incredibly provocative in his videos and in his commentary, etc. Doesn't mean that the algorithm won't benefit him because he's very well seen and very well respected on LinkedIn. But there's also this positive thing that we've been talking about. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious that it seems that positive does better than provocative. Well, at least in Richard's study, that's what it's showing. Now, I adore Keenan. I think he's just, I have so much fun with him and I've just, I've spoken with him many, quite a few times. Um, and, and what he teaches is brilliant. And um, when we teach the ask-offer ratio, it's inspired by Keenan, actually. So, I mean, there's so much I grab from that. But he is provocative. And um, there's a gentleman named Jeff Molander who's very provocative. He starts huge debates. Um, I am not sure. Well, no, because I, I, so when you upload a video now, LinkedIn is is captioning it. So it is grabbing the words. I was about to say, I don't know, but I do know. They do know the words that are in there. Um, and according to, according to Richard's study, the positive is going to do better. I will tell you, though, my experience is provocative. You get a ton of people jumping in. That's going to override the provocative versus positive. I would, I would say though, you can do provocative, but make sure your comments now are positive. 
So here's an issue. How would you handle it potentially? Or what is the best way you would handle this? And so at least the engagement becomes provocative. Well, that's right. And and that's, you know, my daughter-in-law, Amber, named me, the you know, uh, Jack Rants. She says, you rant. Why don't you call yourself Jack Rants? But I won't go over the edge because it's just not what I do. But I will be provocative in certain things like CRM. I have some strong opinions on CRM. Um, asking better questions. I have strong opinions on that, getting prepared. And I'll put it in as, um, uh, you know, a thought provoking kind of thing, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. as a, not as maybe as provocative as Keenan does. So I want to ask you one more thing, and then we want to talk about what we're going to do next week. Um, the bell. Uh, one of the things that I've always learned from you is that and the bell is fairly new. It's right in the middle of the, uh, right under the uh, uh, job title or the, the company that you work for. There's a little bell that you can actually click on. We call it ring the bell. And once you do that, what we were told was that you would receive and see all of the content from that person. But Bryn, from what I'm understanding now in the study, that's not true. Well, so it's telling us about 60% of the content um is showing up when you ring the bell and you'll actually see when you ring the bell now it'll say top posts you'll be notified on top posts so i think um they've moved from all posts to top posts and i it, they're pretty transparent about that when you ring the bell um there was a moment in time where you could choose do you want all posts or top posts i hope that comes back but i think um, I think that's the direction. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Wow. Well, th- this is not a one and done because the algorithm, like LinkedIn, continues to change. So I'm sure we'll continue down the road, and 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 we're gonna we'll talk about that. Um, what are we gonna talk about next week? Oh, what are we talking about next week? Um, we are talking about ideas and thought uh, strategies and tactics to nurture existing connections. So we've got tons of connections that we're ignoring, and we're going to talk about how do you take inventory, identify who you want to have a conversation with, and uh, how to nurture them and start that. And it's just like banking, you know, prospecting uh, in a recent survey that I saw was the number one thing bankers needed, felt they needed to be doing in the second half of the year. And that's all great. Prospecting can be a lot of fun and very exciting. But we've got these clients that we have, that we need to build a fence around that, that have, have trusted us. And it's sort of similar to that. We don't want to lose touch with a connection who trusted us enough to give us that that privilege of being connected with them. So we'll be talking about that next week. Um, thank you, Bryn. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Don't forget to join the public library. This program, Bryn recently did a program for RELPRO that was outstanding. I did a community bank podcast. All those things are being dropped into the public library. And uh, as well as all of these This is our seventh one of these, I think, Bryn, and all of them are in the public library. This one will be up uh, very, very soon. So thanks for being around today. Really appreciate your time. Thanks. 
Thanks for joining us for Jack Rants with Brim, brought to you by our good friends at Vertical IQ and RelPro. We're live on LinkedIn every Thursday at noon Eastern time, helping bankers turn connections into conversations. Don't miss an episode. Visit themodernbanker.com slash TMB podcast. Leave us a review if you would. You can also listen to this program and the new Jack Rants with Modern Bankers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. We're on YouTube as well. Subscribe at youtube.com slash at The Modern Banker. Finally, don't forget, make today and every day a great client day. Thank you.